0: Uh, So here at Redeemer Church, we have been working through seven statements that Jesus makes about himself. And in these seven statements, Jesus is very clearly declaring who he is, what he has come to do, and what it looks like to belong to him. And the The marker for these statements is the phrase, I am. And so today's sermon is the light of the world. I am the light of the world. And our passage comes from the book of John, chapter 8, beginning in verse 12. So if you have a Bible, please open it. Turn to the book of John, chapter 8, verse 12. And Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the Pharisees said to him, You are bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true. Jesus answered, Even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you do not know where I come from or where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true. For it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. In your law, it is written that the testimony of two people is true. I am one who bears witness about myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness about me. They said to him, therefore, where is your father? Jesus answered, you know neither me nor my father. So the Jews said, Will he kill himself? Since he says where I am going, you cannot come. He said to them, You are from below. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. So they said to him, who are you? Jesus said to them, Just what I have been telling you from the beginning. I have much to say about you and much to judge, but he who sent me is true, and I declare to the world what I have heard from him. They did not, they did not understand that he had been speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He. And that I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. And He who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to Him. As He was saying these things, many believed in Him. One of the most important questions in the history of the world, one of the questions that guides the book of John, and one of the questions that was ever present in the life of Jesus is this. Who is Jesus? We see it posed in this passage as perplexed, perhaps frustrated and perhaps confused and perhaps unsettled, they said, Who are you? And Jesus' answer is very clear. I was sent by God to bring God's Presence and protection and deliverance to his people. That is what this passage says to us. Now, friends, as I think about where we sit as Americans, and frankly, in our whole world today. The questions of the hour, the struggles of the hour are uncertainty, loneliness, doubt, wondering where we are headed and wondering Can good come from all of this? And wondering, is there a place for me in what God is clearly doing in our world? This is really important. This passage doesn't give us explicit answers to all those questions about our current Crisis, but this passage tells us where to go and whom to follow his name is Jesus and what he says to us what he promises to us what he offers to us is this I am the Light of this world. Walk with me, and you will not have to stumble around in darkness. That's the promise. So, what I want us to see this morning is that our our Lord is not afraid of the questions of the hour. Because He's Lord over this hour. But what I want us to see is that we don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to be right about everything. We don't have to have fake positivity. We don't have to map our way forward. All we have to do is say, I'm with Jesus and I will follow him and I trust that he will guide my steps home. So let's look at the passage and let's see how it makes this point abundantly clear to us. If if you're taking notes at home, our first point is light of the world. Light of the world. This passage makes Its primary point abundantly clear right from the beginning. Verse 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the the clear point of this passage is Jesus claiming, I am the light of the world. So what does this mean, that Jesus is the light of the world? As with all of these these statements that we're wrestling with in the Gospel of John, it begins with the phrase, I am, and then he makes a claim about who he is, the light of the world. And so here, first, let's look at I am. The I, what we've been calling the I am formula. These are no accidental words. Um, Jesus is claiming to be God. He's claiming to be divine. He's claiming to be one with his Father, Yahweh, the God of the Jews, the creator of the heavens and the earth. Jesus is saying, I'm no mere man. I am God with us. And so this this statement in the original language, Ego Ami, I am. It is the exact language of Exodus 3.14 when God was, was asked by Moses, what is your name? I am. That's my name. I will be who and what I always have been forever. That's that's who you can know me as. And so Jesus enters the scene and he says, I am. And now you should notice the contributions that this passage makes to this idea of Jesus's divinity. From verse 13 all the way through 30, Jesus is laying out to his followers the answer to this question. Who are you? I am one with the Father. Oh, really? You claim that, but, but who testifies with you to that? The Father does. And if I judge, the Father judges with me. It is very clear in this passage that Jesus is saying, I am divine. I am God with us. I am the Messiah. The Father delights in the work that I do. Don't miss me. Don't miss me. Which then if this is the nature and character of Jesus, then His ability to say, the light of the world, I am the light of the world, here's what He's saying. I am God's presence, God's protection, and God's guidance for my people. So again, light of the world is not a pithy statement that is intended to make us scratch our heads and say, what's he talking about? Clearly, everyone who heard verse 12 understood what he was talking about because verse 13 says, you're bearing witness about yourself. You're making profound claims about yourself. And Jesus says, yeah, I am. So, light of the world was very clear to those who heard him say it. So, let's do a little understanding. Let's let's go back to the end of chapter 7. Chapter 7, verse 37. It says, On the last day of the feast, the great day. So, Chapter 7, verse 37, is at what is known as the Feast of the Booths. The Feast of the Tabernacles. And Jesus is teaching there at the end of chapter 37, and then coming into chapter 8, beginning with the word again, what we see is we're still at the Feast of the Booths. We're still at the Feast of the Tabernacles. And not only are we at the Feast of the Booths, but we're on the great day of the Feast of the of the booths and here's what would happen at dark on the great day at the end of the great day they would light four huge candles to shine light over jerusalem and the people would dance and sing and celebrate why Because those four candles represent a really, and the feast as a whole, represents a vital piece of Israel's history. The people of Israel had been in bondage in Egypt and God delivered them. And then this great miracle happened where he parted the Red Sea and they passed through the sea and he destroys the Egyptian armies. But then the people are in a wilderness. And they're actually there for 40 years. But in that wilderness, we're told in Exodus chapter 13, particularly verses 21 and 22, that God gave His presence and His protection and His guidance to His people through a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. So every day when it was sunlight outside, there would be a cloud and every night when it was dark outside there would be the cloud would become a pillar of light. And what the pillar of light represented was that God was with his people even in the wilderness. That that God would protect his people and keep his promises to his people even in the wilderness. And that God would guide his people all the way to the promised land even if it took 40 years so the cloud of, of light it represented the hope of God's presence and God's protection and God's guidance and so at the feast of the booths they would light these lights and they would have a celebration to remind themselves that their they're God the Father Yahweh, I am, was always with His people, always for His people, and always leading His people home, even if they felt like they were stuck in the wilderness. And they would celebrate, and they would worship, and they would throw a party to remind themselves of God's presence, God's protection, and God's guidance. Now get this, on that night... On the night of that celebration, on the night of that party, on the night of that awakening and calling the soul to remember that God is with His people and He protects His people and He guides His people, Jesus stood up and He said, I am the light of the world. He who follows Me will have the light of life. That was not a weird word Puzzle. It was not a riddle. It was a very clear statement of Jesus saying God's presence, God's protection, God's guidance to the resting place of the eternal future comes through me. I am the light of the world. So what Jesus is claiming in this passage, He is claiming to be the source and the connection of God's presence, God's protection, and God's guidance to God's people. So if we are to take Jesus at His word, then he comes to offer us deliverance from darkness. And this deliverance is the presence of God with us, the protection of God over his people, and the guidance of God no matter the wilderness. This is a statement of truth. And I think today we need to declare it to ourselves. But if he he is the light to lead us out of darkness, that leads to the second point. Walk in darkness? Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. The assumption is, is that all of us naturally walk in darkness. The explicit teaching is that following Jesus is the only way to have light. The only answer to the problem of darkness is light. And so the only answer to the problem of darkness is Jesus. I was traveling at the end of last month, and I was staying in a hotel in Minsk. And while there, um, just everything was laid out differently, and the only light switch was over by the entry to the room. And so um, I turned out my light and attempted to make my way to um, the bed. And in the process, I virtually broke my toe. Because I stumbled right smack into the dresser. And it hurt vehemently. I think we all have a moment like this of of the frustration of darkness. The longing for light. But what this passage says is apart from Jesus, we all are walking in the darkness. Now, what is darkness? I think in the scripture, darkness can take on multiple layers. The, the first one that we think of when we think of darkness is this, this paradigm between good and evil, or righteousness and sin. And the idea is that darkness would be rebellion against God and light would be God's good way. And that would certainly be true. This is clearly one important meaning of light and darkness. But I don't think that's the totality of what Jesus is talking about. Darkness speaks of being wayward. It speaks of being lost. It speaks of not knowing where you are. Darkness speaks of struggling and uncertainty. It speaks of the the fearful, anxious, hopeless longing for direction and purpose that we carry through this life. Darkness is not just Evil versus good and not just sin versus righteousness. Because if that's the case, then we might convince ourselves that Christians have no struggle with this idea of darkness. Christians no longer need the light. But darkness is about not knowing where we are. Darkness is about not knowing where we're going. Darkness is about the struggles produced by uncertainty. Darkness is about... Our fear and our anxiety and our hopelessness and our longing for purpose. And here's what Jesus says. I am the way forward for all of those things. From your darkness, I am what you need. From your fear and your anxiety and your hopelessness and your longings for direction, I am your deliverer. I am the permanent caring presence of God to you. I am the one who will guide you. I think one of the most important realities of this passage is Jesus saying we don't have to know where we're going. We don't have to know the way out. We just have to know who we follow. And the essence of being a Christian is not having all the answers. And not being happy all the time. And not loving the hardships of life. The essence of being a Christian is saying, I'm with Jesus. And if I'm with Him, I ultimately will endure. And I ultimately will be just fine. Because He is God's presence and protection and guidance for me. I will follow Him. So salvation is knowing the light of life and possessing His blessings. Salvation comes by saying, I know that I need a Savior. His name is Jesus. I come to Him. Walking as a believer... The big word we use is sanctification, is turning away from darkness and leaning into the light over and over and over again and moment and moment and moment by moment, and day by day and week by week, month by month and year by year, it would be the will of Jesus that his people would look to Him and follow him. Now you might ask the question. Can people like me follow Jesus? Do I have to have it all together to follow Jesus? And there's a resounding answer to that question. Yes, people like you may follow Jesus. And no, you do not have to have it all together to follow Him. But the theme of the Scripture was that the Savior would be drawing people from darkness to himself. So so if you're engaging with this message in any way, and you've never wrestled with who you are before God, you've never wrestled with your place in the kingdom of God, what I would say to you today is this. Jesus came to be the light that would draw you out of darkness. His work was not just to say Israel meet me. His work was to say to the nations who were far away and in darkness, come find a better way, come know the true God, come and be delivered. God says in Isaiah chapter 49 verse 6. It's too light a thing That you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel. I will make you as a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. What God is saying is, I'm sending my son to be a a light, to be a tower of presence and provision and guidance that is winsome to the world. Come to him. And right at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, Matthew chapter 4, we're told that another passage from the book of Isaiah is fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who are in the dark, the people dwelling in darkness, have seen a great light for those dwelling in the region. And the shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. Do you hear that this morning? We all are naturally in the darkness. But Jesus came to be light and darkness for all peoples, in all places, at all times. And there's no reason why you cannot be a part of what he's doing. So will you come to him today? I want to conclude with this. Will you come. To Jesus. Just imagine. You're in that dark hotel room. Not sure where to go. What would you give for a light? With this claim of Christ is saying is I am giving light so I would ask that you would wrestle with this question what would it take for me to believe in Jesus if you'd like to talk more about that please reach out to me please connect with us you can comment here in the feed. You can send me an email. You can call us. However you need to get to us, we would love to talk to you about what it would look like to come to Jesus. Now, those of us who are Christians, those of us who have said, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Jesus. Hear this. He didn't say, I'm your light out of darkness once, but He said, I am your light in the darkness always. In many ways, this world Is the wilderness. This world is. The desert. This world is that space. Between. Egypt and the promised land. And Jesus. Is our pillar of cloud by day. And our light by night. So what that means for us. Is that we will constantly. Call ourselves. To greater allegiance to Jesus. Christians, I call you today to greater allegiance to Jesus. Second, this means that we will actively rest in relationship with Jesus. We will recognize that because we are known by Christ, We are welcomed into the family and the kingdom and the purposes of God. And we will will rest in this relationship. Which means we'll pursue the relationship. We'll care about the relationship. Third, we'll pursue spiritual discipline. Spiritual discipline, opening the scripture. Praying. Fasting gathering with the body as much as we're able. These acts of spiritual discipline are a gift to help us see the light, follow the light, and rest in the light. And fourth, we will look to Jesus for guidance. We'll look to Jesus for guidance. Those of us who love certainty, those of us who love walking in certainty, or struggling right now because we don't know the end from the beginning. But John 8 12 doesn't mean we know the details, it means we know the leader. So the posture of a Christian is with allegiance and in relationship and in pursuit to say, I will follow you, Jesus, wherever you lead me. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So now, our Father and our God, we pray today that you would speak these words to your people and that you would work out and accomplish great things. We pray this in the name of Jesus.